I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, Jennifer. I am so excited to have you on my couch today and talk all about not just you, but also your brand, Excaviv. I am so, so excited. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to read your bio. Jennifer M. Blair has been inspiring her clients to connect with their most authentic self and find their true purpose in life for nearly two decades. Since launching Excavive Coaching and Consulting in 2003, she has gained a level of wisdom and comes only after working one-on-one with thousands of women and men from across the globe. She has built her coaching practice on the very principle she uses to guide her own life, confidence in yourself, empowerment, creativity, and passion. Jennifer found her own true calling after surviving a heartbreaking divorce. Faced with failure filled with uncertainty, she dug deep into herself to find the confidence, the strength to embrace every moment of motherhood while completely reinventing her career. She knows firsthand how frightening change can be and how thrilling it is to take those first steps towards the life you've always wanted to lead. The core of Jennifer's coaching practice has grown from her own life experiences and learning how to give herself the space to lead a meaningful life, overcoming lifelong fears and letting go of limiting beliefs and structures. Not only has Jennifer built a lasting coaching and corporate consulting practice, she is sought after speaker, was on season three of TV series Speak Up on Amazon video and is frequently podcast guest like here. She is also a four-time author publishing her first book, The True You, Tools to Excavate, Explore and Evolve in 2012. And in 2020, Jennifer released her follow-up book, The True You Reimagined, Discover Your Authentic Self, along with a complimentary The True You workbook, tools to reimagine your life, offering insightful writing exercises based on her many years of experience. She is also the co-author of the international bestseller, Women Who Bust Up. Oh my God, like an amazing, amazing bio. I am so excited to start asking you questions. Of course, this whole program is based on psychology in the innermost deep knowing of yourself and who else, but better to reflect that than you, Jennifer. Well, thank you, Yamilka. Again, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me on as a guest today and um, excited for our next few moments together. I'm so excited. Okay, so the first question for me is, describe to me your personal brand. Okay, so I, I love my brand. And when I started my coaching business, I actually did my coaches training in 2003, kind of officially started my business in 2004. I felt it was important to have a brand, even though I didn't really 
I wouldn't say I really knew a lot about branding or understood it. Branding back then wasn't something that people really talked about. But for me, I knew that it was important to be professional. I knew it was important to leave an impression with people and wanted to create some curiosity. I had like all these things about my brand that I wanted to create. So I came up with the name Excavive. It's a made up word. It means to excavate your life. Actually took my best friend and a graphic designer to breakfast and we brainstormed names and this is what we came up with. Um, The next step was I had a logo created to logo and brand. And the logo that you see on my brand today is still the logo I use. I've never deviated from that. And I also, at that time, felt it was important. Color was important. Color evokes emotion. Color has this lasting memory. And at the time, I remember the big trend was purple. Everybody wanted everything purple. And I was taking lots of yoga classes and all these self-help courses and did a chakra yoga course and learned that the upper heart chakra was the color turquoise. And it meant meant to bring all good things to you. So I love the idea of this heart-based color turquoise. My, My logo has a little, the V has a little dot underneath and it represents, the V is like a shovel unearthing treasure, excavating treasure. And that little dot represents a pearl. So every little detail, even almost 20 years ago, was very thought out. As I went through, I, I didn't invest a lot of money in my branding at first. I mean, I was, I'd spent a lot of money in my training. So I ended up just kind of trading for all my all my branding services at the beginning. I traded with a graphic designer. I coached her, which was actually kind of nice because the people that really supported me in my brand, they got a taste of my coaching. And I really liked the fact that they understood kind of what my work was all about. I felt that was also important at the time. So fast forward, you know, 12 years into my business, decided it was time to kind of amp it up a little bit, or maybe it was even 2003, about 12 years. I actually did invest money into a website and hired, I searched designers all over the world. I actually hired somebody who had been a client to do the writing for my website. So it'd be my voice. She'd experienced coaching. And I created this beautiful website. As some of you listening may know that Yumilka is an expert on archetypes. I am a lover creator. So to me, having this creative project of creating my brand and my website, I love creating. And as a lover, beauty is one of my highest values. So for me, I created a website that reflects beauty and professionalism and because I've been in the business a long time, wisdom and sophistication. I added the color purple at that time, back when I kind of did everything professionally, because there were more like marketing pieces I was creating. And purple was sort of a color that represents this sort of regal, royal sophistication. Um, So added that in and blended that in. And also, I will say this about my brand as well. It's been timeless. I mean, it is a brand that I've created that people, they, it's still the word excavive. I wanted it to create curiosity. People know it. They don't always understand it, but they ask me about that. Often when I go speak, people are curious about that word. They understand. So when I'm out, if I wear something out socially and I wear a turquoise, like I have on today, turquoise dress, would be like, oh, 
they recognize that it's, oh, you're the life coach because it's that color. So it's it's interesting to me how our branding really kind of filters into other parts of our life. You become known for it. You become recognized. It's so important. But the biggest incentive for me with my brand initially was to have professionalism because life coaching at the time was not known and people thought, you know, you're coaching a sports, a team. So I was trying to really put coaching on the map in my community and to do it, to, to be taken seriously, just like a therapist or someone who works for a corporation or a lawyer, that the work that I do is, is as important, sometimes more important than others. So the brand very much is reflective. And also it's reflective of me and who I am as a person. I think that's another piece that's really important. You know, I'm all about my tagline is uncover your authenticity. And my brand is very authentic to who I am. I look at it and I go, like, it makes me excited. It feels like it's me. So those are some of the, lots of different elements to that. But um, so I think it's very reflective. Yes, because actually a brand is all encompassing. And I think sometimes people confuse branding with just a logo and a typeface But branding is so much more than that. And you just expressed it beautifully around the tone of voice and what your, your message and your, you know, how you dress and the details, right? Like the only person that could probably give so much detail into a logo probably will be a creator. So, (laughs) and you totally express like that was important to you. And so that's how you express your brand. And, And I love how you were talking about the V and the shovel and the excavating because that's all part of brand. And the more you understand and know why you created these things, the better you are able to express yourself as a brand. You know, one of the things that we talk about is famous for everyone, right? Everybody gets to be famous and you are famous in your own community. I know you are because we've been friends for a while and you know everybody in this town, which is pretty incredible. So tell me about the moment that you knew you had become famous. You know, that's such a great question because, you know, when you think about the word famous, I know for me, I did not start this business out to become famous. Like, Fame for me was not an incentive. I just wanted to do really great, deep work, make impact on people, especially on women in their lives to become the best version of themselves. And so fame was not something that I was, I just, at the beginning, I was very happy to just sit in my little office, talk to my clients by phone, kind of be able to hide out and not have to go out in the world. But um, I think fame is an interesting question because I've now seen the significance, importance, and the joy in it. I can tell you that you asked the question, when did I know? So I uh, probably about, hmm, um, I can't say for sure what year it was, maybe 2000, maybe about three or four years, five years into my business, I was coaching a woman who owned a magazine. And she started her magazine a month later. She hired me to coach her because she was freaking out. Like, what did I take on? What did I do? So we started working together and she could not afford to pay me. Um, In fact, this was interesting because she could not really afford the cash, but she could give me advertising in her magazine. And I never believed who's going to hire a coach through advertising. But her designer was my graphic designer of my brand. 
So it was this lovely connection that my designer understood how to create the ads that reflected my brand. Every month I changed the ad according to the theme of the magazine. But anyway, a couple of months into coaching her, she invited me to create a column to write in the magazine. And so I started writing this column. I also ran ads next to the column, which was I looked at the the column was information. I designed it so that again, it was branded because I wanted to make sure that even with the words and what I talked about felt really on brand. So I created a column that wasn't just talking at people. I involved people. I brought them in. I had coaching questions. I had helpful list. So after several months of doing this, I remember going to Starbucks one time and this woman comes up to me and she goes, are you that woman? I go, when someone comes up to you, you're kind of scared. I think I was also in the dating world at the time. So I'm like, oh gosh, what is this about? And she goes, you're the woman who writes that column in the magazine, aren't you? And I go, yes, I am. She's like, I just want to thank you. I have gone, I've kept every single column. I cut them out. I put them on my refrigerator. I do every exercise and you have changed my life so much. Wow. Writing this column made me famous in this community for what I was doing. I had already been in big community roles. I was the president of the Junior League of Louisville. So I had had these very, you know, community-based roles right before my divorce. And this put me on the map as a person who had some wisdom, who was inspiring, who was creative, who could be helpful to others. And to this day, I will tell you, when I meet people, they're like, I know you from somewhere. And many times it is still from that magazine, from that column. And I still have people that that, the magazine closed many years, about 10 years ago. I still have people who come up to me. So that was really the thing that I knew, okay, you're getting in there. You're starting to make some impact. People are, are listening to what you say you are having a positive influence on people, which is what you wanted to do. So that's beautiful, Jennifer. Uh, But one of the things that sometimes gets us to those points are not very pretty ones, right? (laughs) If I asked you, what were one of the things that were holding you back on creating this business for yourself? You know, that's such a great question, especially... (laughs) It, it kind of ironic for me, a coach who's trying to get people unstuck to move them forward, to help move them through their limiting beliefs that hold them back, things like that, to move through their fears, to identify those things. So I have the the joy and the challenge of being reminded of those being reflected to me on a daily basis, people's fears and that sort of thing. So for me personally with this business, There were many things that hold me back, but I think I can say, you know, I could sit here and say fears, real life distractions, this need to do it perfect, to do it well. But if I had to really boil it down, I think it was sort of these programmed beliefs and stories, things that people had said to me of not being enough, this not enoughness. That kind of became the word was as I kind of went through this. And it's interesting how when you you sort of recognize that, you'll then catch yourself saying things like, oh, that's a reflection of something that's just a limitation. I'll even out myself. You and I were talking this morning and I had this great month last month. 
And we were talking about some other business things. And I kind of went right into, oh, but I better hold on to my money this month. This month might not be as good. And you're like, that's a limitation. I'm like, oh my gosh, of course it is. And so I think that that what holds you back, holds me back, it's so sneaky. You don't even realize it's there. You really don't. For me, it is a constant learning. I know where parts of it came from. In my Speak Up talk that you mentioned, I was on Speak Up last year on Amazon Prime Video. I did a talk called How to Rewrite Your Story. And I directly confronted this issue of the stories we tell ourselves that keep us small in the world, that hold us back, that allow us not to move forward. And I could identify something happened to me when I was in my early teen years of taking this aptitude test and getting the results. And this man told me that I was only good enough to be at the level of a secretary. And, you know, at a 13, 14 years old, that made an impression. And what it did to me was I'm like, well, I guess I can't go be a writer because I'm not creative enough. I guess I can't go for these big positions because I don't have a good enough vocabulary. Therefore, who could be a four-time author? So you have to kind of understand those things about yourself and move through them. If anything, I can say it's those limiting beliefs and learning to refute them and go search for evidence to prove yourself wrong. Go find the evidence because if you do that, you'll, I mean, I can sit here and do it and go, oh my gosh, I've, I've published books, I've been on TV, I've, I've done hundreds of speaking gigs, I've coached thousands of people all over the world. I mean, it's like, and, and someone would say, and you don't think you're enough? You know, so you kind of have to really reprogram yourself and rethink that. But I've seen where it's come up and it's still so easy for it to just go right back into. And pandemics don't help and the world around you where people are fearful, that doesn't help. But you have to come back to yourself, be grounded to yourself, know who you are, know your value, know what you're giving to people in the world and keep going anyway. You know, I love that because I know you had a lot of challenges during the pandemic. Do you want to talk about some of those challenges? Sure. Well, you know, I first of all, coaching for many people is a luxury, not a necessity. <laughs> so from a financial standpoint, I did lose some clients at the very beginning. I was also faced with, I have clients, I work with clients. I've always worked with clients by phone because I have clients all over the country and have used phone. The cool thing about the pandemic is I did start using Zoom for some clients, which was really fun for those people that could now, we could now see each other. So I did kind of pivot there. But my in-person people, many of them were like, see on the other side. So there were some very challenging months financially. Then there were just, it was challenging to not be as busy. You kind of lose your incentive. You kind of lose your, I guess your drive around what you're doing. There was the challenge. My largest corporate client didn't send me, they stopped sending me clients during that time because they were also, you know, like constricting like everyone else. So it was hard in that aspect of it. What was the breakthrough? But the breakthrough for me was, okay, how can this be a gift? This moment in time, how can this be a gift? So the previous year, the August before all of this, I had decided that I had wanted to republish my first book. And so I had bought the publishing packages of self-published and I had kind of dabbled in working on it 
here and there. So I decided I am going to rewrite my book. I'm going to finish that. I'm going to write a workbook. I just used it as some really great creative time. And what was lovely is I got to do this immersion into my writing. And the result of it was, well, two books, my The True You book. And then with the day I sent this to the publisher, I was so creatively inspired, so excited what I was doing. I sat down and wrote almost my entire workbook. I wrote it in two days. And then I tweaked it and tweaked it and and that sort of thing. But so I really used the time to create, to make sure to ask myself, am I still relevant? To see, am I still needed in the world? I did great work for my clients. I put newsletters out there. I amped up my social media. The truth is, I just kept going. You just keep going. You have those fears and you do something anyway. And And so beautiful. So beautiful what you're saying because you used your inner knowing and your understanding to really take some time to go back there and to revive those things that were probably dying because of all the work that you had and all these things that you weren't thinking about. Absolutely. And, you know, and I can remember, I also was very vulnerable and real. I didn't pretend that it wasn't hard as well. I remember writing a newsletter saying, this is hard. This is, you know, this, I think the biggest piece feeling disconnected. And for me, for someone who loves to be out in the world, to have a very vibrant life, to be suddenly cut off from those connections of other people, that was also how I source clients. When I go out in the world and I do me, I source clients. So I wasn't even able to go source my own clients the way that I had always built this business. You just said something really important there. I do me. If everybody just did them, like if everybody just did me, that would be a beautiful world because a lot of times we try to be other things or we try to do things we don't like, or we try to do things that we think are important. And what I love about your brand and what you do is that you do you. Absolutely. And you know, I, you know, those questions we get asked sometimes in the world, like if you could have like one wish in the world, what would it be? Or what would make the world a better place? And or what would be kind of your utopian vision? For me, it's if everybody was in their right livelihood or in their true purpose, and they understood that about themselves and they went and did them in the world. I sometimes think about this, like what would the world look like? If everybody was using their true gifts, their true talents, and put that in the world without apology or fear, how amazing that would be. And, you know, it's so interesting because you and I, in a way, I mean, I don't do what you do and you don't do what I do, but we complement each other very well because you go deep into the understanding. I go deep into the understanding, but for other reasons, like I need to exude their personality so we can reflect that into the world. In a way, you do the same thing in this, you know, I think this piece around really helping people to understand what's underneath and what's in there, because I won't nowadays, I won't take clients unless I do the work because I can't reflect their personality if I don't understand who they are or they don't understand who they are. Right. Because the piece of this is 
you're attracting the wrong people if you reflect something who you are not. Exactly, exactly. You know, I took a course many years ago, a leadership course. It was through my coaching training, same school I did my coaches training. And the first thing we learned was to know who we are and to really understand that. And they had a system for what they named it. I'm something called a beauty type. That's actually my typing in their system. And so what it means is if I am being really me, a beauty type draws people to her, him or her, like you draw people to you. So if I was to go out there and try to grab people and be, or try to be, talk to people like, oh, I'm so smart. You know, when people try to talk and say, look how smart I am, it's flat. That's not who I am. So you have to really understand who you are. And, and I love how you and I have talked a lot about this, how we do compliment each other, because I look at it as you are excavating like I do, of course, that brand, that personality, who they are, you're doing it on and then creating something that allows it to be reflected out in the world as their brand. I'm doing the same thing for the person, making sure that when I do my work, we look at values, we look at strengths, we look at desires and what they really want to be doing in the world and all of that. And then I give them that inner confidence to make sure they can keep putting that out there in the world and put that out there in a very bold, authentic way. So we're, we're doing the same thing. You're doing it for the brand. I'm doing it for the person, but the brand is the person. So it, right. meshes, it meshes beautifully. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So let me ask you, what are the lessons learned for you in this lifetime? In this lifetime? How, how much time do I have? <laughs> okay. Can I start? Let's see. At age, so, no, I'm teasing. Um, so many lessons. And I love that what I do in particular as a coach, speaker, author, I like to say like my life and my work are very similar. The thing that's really fascinating to me is as a coach, I'm always surprised, but not surprised. I will be working with a client on something, an issue that comes up for them. And it's something I've just gone through. So I feel like my life lessons, the challenges I go through, I get to be on someone's journey. I have the privilege of, I get this. I work through it for myself, my own tools, my own support systems, And then I'm able to meet that person where they are, to have compassion and to be on their journey with them. So it's always interesting to me, the lessons that personal lessons I have somehow get reflected in my work as well. But beyond that, some of the really great lessons are things I teach in my coaching along the way of self-care must be part of your business plan. You know, I am a Pilates, I don't want to say fanatic. My goal is to have mastery. <laughs> Pilates mastery is the word I use. I plug that in. I'm every Tuesday and Thursday morning, eight o'clock, I'm in Pilates. So I don't start coaching clients until 9 30 or 10. You know, it's just you plug in your self-care. It's that belief of you can't give to others what you don't give to yourself. So I self-care is critical, absolutely critical for me. And I do not And it's not just Pilates. I do a lot of other things. I do not budge on that. That's non-negotiable for me. Some other things I've learned is that to trust yourself, to really trust your intuition. Sometimes we get caught up in seeking others' advice or looking what other someone else has done for their brand or their business and think we should be doing that. But you've got to, again, what we've been talking about, be authentic to yourself, trust yourself and value yourself. 
Because if you don't value yourself, no one else will. If you don't go out there and ask for the money, no one else will do that. You have to really make sure that is very foundational and very short up, you know, kind of very, very solid mindset. Mindset is everything. I cannot tell you the number of times when I catch myself, we were talking about earlier, those limiting beliefs. And when I really stay in the, the right mindset, it's crazy. I'll give a great, a great example of this. Two weeks ago, I was working with a client. It was the last session on her package. And she told me she was not going to continue. And I was, I did not see this coming. I was shocked. I was like, really? And, you know, at first, you know, and, and I know it wasn't the coaching. It was kind of something she had gone through. She just needed a, an emotional mental break from the process. So always honor that. And, but I hung up in my, the old me would have been, oh my gosh, I've lost this client. What am I going to do? I didn't get that money and that renewal. And I just, I was like, I sat down and I'm like, first of all, did some honoring, some, some completion, some honoring of her gratitude for what our experience was together. And then I said, okay, now you keep going. Trust that this has opened the door for something else. Trust that more people are coming along, show up, do the work and keep going. Within one week, I more than replaced the income, not because of anything special I did to go out there and try to get clients, but just to hold the space. I had two past clients come back. I asked for the money, you know, put the value on myself. And then I took it a step further. And then I said, well, if I can do this, what might I really be able to do if I just sit in this space of you have more time, you've made space on your calendar. And I am ready. I'm ready for more like, I'm here. I am ready. Bring it on. Held that. And then got three more clients in one day. And so what I thought was losing this client in the mindset of, oh my gosh, Panda, what am I going to do? I was really able to just be in the space of attracting what I needed. And honestly, <laughs> had a kind of a killer month with it. But I'm so excited. I get to work with these new people. So if I held too tightly to the people I have and don't leave space open for those new, I don't get to have those new experiences and the world doesn't get me. So the mindset is kind of crazy. I find joy in my work every single day. Like every day I look for the joy. I find that. I ask for help. I have my support system. I have what I call my board of directors. Uh, one of them being, you know, God, universe, my own connection is one of my board of directors. Also, my mother's been a great support. You, my best friend, Valerie, up in Cincinnati, who's a, a trend forecaster. She was with me from the very beginning of starting my business. So I have some key supporters. So ask for help when you need it. Have that support. And one final thing I will say about since this is branding is always carry your business card. I cannot, <laughs> that you, I cannot tell you the number of times I've been out somewhere. In fact, when I started my business, my I created business cards and a brochure. That's all I created. I didn't have a website. This is pre this is pre social media. And so my criteria for any outfit I put together is whatever purse I use, my brochures had to fit. I would hand out brochures wherever I went. So you just asked me what I did card was coming out. But I got a lot of clients that way. I had people would hold on to cards for maybe two or three years and then call me when they needed me. Right. That's what happens with business cards. I love it that. Is. It is. So tell me, Jennifer, 
what's next for you that you're excited about? Anything personal, career? What are you excited about? Yeah, that just gave me chills when you said personal career. Um, So a couple of cool things, actually. And I'm going to answer both business and personally. Last December, I did my first in-person speaking event since the pandemic with, I think I had about 130 people in the room. And it was December. And so one of the questions at the end is they asked me about New Year's resolutions and what's, do you believe in them? What's on your mind? And I'm standing up in front of this huge group of people. And the only thing I could think of was my love life. And so I said, well, I've accomplished much in my business, love the path I'm on with my business and like life is good. I said, but I think I want to get remarried. It just came out of my mouth. And I looked at this group and I went, did I just say that out loud? So I am dating again. I'm really having fun. I'm enjoying it. Before every date I go on, I just say to myself, I hope this is an amazing experience. I hope that I have fun. I hope that I like him as opposed to, ooh, I hope they like me. It's not like that anymore. Um, So personally, I'm excited about my personal life and what I'm creating there. My son is getting married um, in June. So my oldest, I have two children and I'm looking forward to, at some point, being a grandmother. They're not pregnant. Don't want to start rumors, but I have picked up my grandmother name, Gigi. So I'm personally just, I'm just so excited about life and my relationships, platonic friendships, the things I do in the world. So what's next is to keep living a very vivid, full life that includes adventure and love and connection and beauty and all the things that I love to be part of in the world. And professionally, this year, I decided to come back to my core coaching and do a lot more, just the core coaching of my business. It's what grounds me. It also inspires me to work with people and their stories. It's where I come up with a lot of creative ideas. I create new coaching tools and exercises and programs. So the core coaching, and in August, I'm going to launch a group coaching called Reimagine Your Life, but it's based on my workbook and my book. So it's a combination of the two. And I'm really excited about this because I think that there are so many more people that need what I have to offer. Yes, they do. So that's going to be a really fun new adventure for me is in launching that in August. I love that. Okay. So since you're launching that in August, where can people reach you? Where can they find you? Okay, so you can find me. My website, first of all, is www.excavive.com. That is my website. You can find me on social media, on Instagram at Excavive. I have a Facebook page of Excavive Coaching and Consulting. You can follow my personal Facebook as well, Jennifer and Blair. I'm on LinkedIn. I am on YouTube and I have a YouTube channel that's Jennifer Blair and Excavive. If I left anything out, I think those are the main places. Yes. And where can they buy your book? Yes. So you can buy my book on my website, or you can also buy find it on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, on iUniverse.com. So my books, if you buy it from me directly, you'll get my custom bookmark and you can have your books autographed. So just a little incentive there to buy it directly from me as opposed to those other outlets, but they're fine too. So those, those work as well. Well, Jennifer, I'm so excited. You have come onto my couch today. 
I, I love talking these deep conversations and really understanding people from the inside out. I know that you are going to have an amazing future coming. You've had an amazing life, but there's much more to come for you in the future. And I'm excited. And I'm also, you know, maybe we bring you back. I know you don't have any books, thinking about any books, but on the next time. No, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it. I am. It's percolating in the back. I think it'll be something, it would be something fun to do again, to write something for just very different. I'm going to be 60 in October. So I, that's, I think in this next decade, I want to write a couple more books and go back to writing which for me is that creator piece of me that I love. I love that. So we'll look forward to your next book. And I mean, this is your big birthday year. So start celebrating uh, <laughs> starting now till the end of the year. Why not? Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much. And we'll stay connected as we move these conversations forward. Great. Mia thank you so much for having me today, Andrea, because I love what you do, you speak to my heart because you help create beauty in the world. And beauty is such a driving force for me. And I know the work you do is just amazing. The people who get to experience you as well. So thank you for having me be a part of your world for this short time. So thank you. Always. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.